everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another episode. This episode is all about how to stay grounded in the middle of success. When in the middle of success, many entrepreneurs can get into a one-track mind and forget some of the things that got them there in the first place. This episode is going to be about keeping ourselves grounded and humble as we are achieving the goals that we set for ourselves and in our lives so that we can find success while prioritizing what's most important. You definitely don't want to look back and have regrets of missing out on the important things in your life. So before we get into this amazing podcast episode that we have for you guys, we did want to note we are doing our episodes just a little bit different. We love giving you guys different steps and different tips and tricks, and we are definitely still going to be doing that with our episodes. However, we want to make it definitely more of like a free-form conversation where Abby and I talk around the topics, ask each other questions, and have that conversation while also giving you guys some of the steps mixed into those things. So if you're one of our note takers, just know we are recording this a little bit differently than we typically do, but we're still really excited. We think you guys are really going to like the flow of this episode. So we wanted to first start by explaining that and talking about that just so you guys know going into it. And now we're going to go ahead and start our episode. So Abby, do you want to kick us off where there is a time in your life where you felt like you struggled staying grounded in the middle of success? Yes. So when it came to just not staying grounded and like prioritizing the things that really did set the stage for me, I would say an example is with me moving down to Florida. So I'm used to like my Chicago family and having them around. But when I came down to Florida, I almost like took for granted the people that were in my life down here in this stage of life, not because I wasn't familiar with them, just because I was like, eh, I have other things to do. And they would make me a priority. But I think that when it came to the priorities in my life, as the success kept coming, I almost craved the success so much that I was neglecting the little things in life, like hanging out with the family that I do have down here. That is one instance and I think that that is something that I changed around. And when I changed it around, it immediately like helped me, honestly, to just be around loved ones and be around the things that are important to me rather than not being in line with the things that just like occur in my life. I love that. That's literally, again, giving an example and then talking about it when it comes to, you know, doing what's best to put your loved ones first through everything that you're going through is really important. And I feel like going off of that for me, something that I've struggled with, and I've kind of noted at it before a little bit, but just to even just open up a little bit more about it is struggling with prioritizing time with Andrew in specific, my husband. And for you guys who have significant others, while you're going through success, we've heard these stories over and over and over again, right? You have the person, whether that's the man, the woman, whoever it is in the relationship that's really like headstrong and focused on their career and they're going and going and going and going. And unfortunately, the partner of them struggles because they don't get that attention and they don't get to feel like a priority in their relationship. And whether you want to admit it or not, you obviously always want to feel like you're a priority in your relationship. And for me, 
I just could tell from over time I was prioritizing work over and over and over again above my relationship with Andrew. He'd ask me to do things. I'd say I didn't have time. He wants to talk to me. I'm not fully present because I'm thinking about a million other things. And I would be so quick to be like, we've been together so long to be just like, we're going to do that later. We'll talk about that later. Don't get in this conversation right now. Like, I don't want to talk about it or just give him very service level answers. And over time, if I never acknowledged that pattern or saw that pattern, it only really is going to get worse. Like, it could get worse and worse and worse. And then over time, you look at it and you're like, wait, how did I make this person a priority through my success? And now I feel kind of lonely because that person really isn't a part of my success because I didn't do the work to make them a part of it and prioritize them through it. So I feel like for me, that's been a struggle of staying grounded and prioritizing him through the middle of success and growing a business. But the good thing is I've been able to listen and not that I've listened always and not that I listened right away, but over time, I've been able to listen and see these patterns and have the conversation where a couple weeks ago, I literally went to him and I said, hey, I've really been noticing I haven't been prioritizing our relationship and like that has to change. And we've put steps in place now to work on that, which is so key. And so that's, at least for, you know, me and him, something that we've been able to really prioritize and work on. And I will tell you, the last two weeks have been amazing. Like, it's been so great to have that time together where we're both in it. We're both there with each other. We're both, it's like getting to know them even more. I've known Andrew for like eight years again, like I've said, and, and now I get to really experience him. And in even more full way than I did before because I'm intentionally prioritizing him. So that, again, has been something really, really key for me. And, Abby, I want to ask you, too, like, have you ever gotten to a point where you feel like you have devalued or demeaned other people or maybe even not just them but their time while having success? Because I just kind of talked about, you know, with me and Andrew, sometimes it wasn't that I was, like, intentionally devaluing him, but by me not making a priority – it just happens that way. And then you start over time devaluing their time and who they are and stuff like that. So have you ever experienced anything like that while you were going through success or have you just really noticed it in other people? I will say that I've noticed it a lot in people. One thing my parents did right with me was they taught me not to compare myself to others. So I wouldn't like ever say like something's better than the other But I know that last year, this like sits on my heart every single day I remember this. So my little sister, she is very like valuable to me, okay? She's like my favorite thing in the world. And I know that last year I had, she had stayed with me for the summer. And this was our first summer with an intern program, my first summer working an intern program while having corporate job, while working with your brand, while modeling and doing like Miami Swim Week. I was just all over the place. I had just moved three months ago. I was completely like in go mode. And my little sister was staying with me. And I will say that like I did not spend as much time with her as I wanted. And this wasn't like me intentionally telling her she wasn't valuable enough. But I did not realize until like the last week of the summer, like I took her out for dinner and she just talked to me like she was just waiting for all these words to come out. And I was like, wow, I wish I spent more time with her during the summer. Like, this is what she needed. I was assuming what she needed was to hustle just like me. I was trying to connect her, bring her to networking events, all these things. But really, all she needed was her sister at that time. 
And that was not intentional that I like made her not feel as important, but I wasn't seeing her for what she needed, rather what I thought she needed and what I thought I had time for. And that is something that like totally for me, I'm not someone that sits and regrets things, but that was something I was like, I had a whole summer to myself with my sister and I didn't do what I thought was right for her what she knew was right for her because I was so focused on everything going on in my life. So that is some point where I did get to that, where it was like, ugh, why? (laughs) And after that, I will say how we are, me and my sister are still super close. And like, after that moment, I did tell her like, oh my gosh, I did not realize how much you wanted to just do this. And she was like, yeah, it's okay. You're really busy. And I'm like, no, to her, she's so valuable. I never want her to make her feel like I'm ever too busy for her. And so now one thing, like all my friends, my little cousins, my little sisters, they know about me, no matter what's going on, I will answer the phone. Like my friend will Paige called me and she was like, did blah, 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 invite you to the birthday party. And I was like, no, they didn't. And she's like, that's so weird. But a lot of people think like you want Hollywood on us and you're too busy for us. And I was like, what? And she was like, I just tell them, you just got to call Abby. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad that the people close to me that I, I truly love know I will answer any phone call now just because I never want anyone to feel that way anymore, especially when they're important to me in my life. I want to touch on two things that you said. The first thing was talking about you didn't intentionally make someone feel that way or intentionally do anything, but because you were focused on the things in front of you and what you had going on and what you thought was going to help her, you weren't able to see, like you said, the actual need. And I feel like, I mean, that's happened to me a million times. And I know our listeners too, that can happen so easily because you're so focused on what you're doing. You miss things that are almost sometimes right under your nose or right in front of you. And the important part is that, again, you do realize that and you do acknowledge that and you let people know that they're valued. And that's the second thing I want to touch on that you talked about was even with your friends, the people who know you, first of all, know they can just call you, but you also are very verbal about, hey, remember my time, like, yes, it's spread thin, like I'm doing all these things, but like there will never be a time where you're not important enough where I won't answer the phone or I won't talk to you or I won't listen to you or I won't put myself out there for you because you are a priority Because sometimes, like even for me, this has happened literally a couple months ago, there was a group of friends that I have and that I talked to and they're close with me and they're friends with me and they all were hanging out and I ran into them while I was working actually. I ran into them all together and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun that you guys are doing this. And they're like, yeah, we wanted to invite you, but we know how busy you are, so we didn't. And I was like, okay, first of all, like, yes, I'm doing things and I'm focused and I'm busy, but second of all, like, you don't know until you ask, like... I don't ever want you to feel like you can't even keep me in the loop or say anything because you think I'm just automatically going to say no or going to be busy. Just because I'm busy does not mean you can't reach out. You can't call me. You can't text me. You can't invite me. Am I going to be able to go to 100% of every little thing that I'm invited to? No. But will I make the important things? And if I see that there's a need that someone's saying, hey, I want to hang out with you. I want to do this. And I, again, want to show them their priority and I'm prioritizing them. I will make that work. Like this week, I got two messages from people who are in the master's program that I did when I was in college and they reached out by just email found my email and wanted to have a phone call about just my path and talk about things. Do I even like know these people? No, 
but I'm going to make that a priority. I'm going to set that call up instead of just saying, no, sorry, I'm not available. I'm going to set that call up and I'm going to be able to have that conversation because even though they may think I'm busy and stuff like that, they made a priority to reach out and I respect their time and I want to be able to help them in their journey wherever that's needed. And so I feel like too, sometimes people can assume things and if you don't take the time to reassure them to say, hey, no, again, like, definitely reach out, definitely reach out, definitely reach out, then it helps that line of communication. Because guess what? When you are hustling, it is going to get busy and you are going to get into a one-track mind, whether you like it or not. It's having those internal instincts, not even internal instincts, but like habits that you've built up to keep yourself accountable. So like I said, even with Andrew, I like have reminders set now on like my phone. I have things in front of me. I know I'm going to look at this reminder set. So I'm going to have that reminder set also involve something with Andrew. You know what I mean? Like that's the way I do it with me. But I also have people outside of me holding me accountable. Like my family, like my parents will be like, they literally talked to me a couple weeks ago of like, hey, we've just been noticing that like you've been working a lot. Like make sure that you're prioritizing your marriage. Make sure that you're prioritizing these things. And that was a really good thing to hear because I'm like, wow, like it's so obvious that I'm not that they're noticing and they're taking the time to talk to me about it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I really have to work on this. So again, the outside, the external and the internal, just intrinsic reminders to keep that is really important. Yes, for sure. Definitely. Well, you're already talking a little bit about how you stay grounded when it comes to noticing these things with your significant other. I did want to ask as well, how do you stay grounded when you're having periods of success in your life? So when there's like those spurts of success? Definitely a great question. I feel like for me, it's really important, not just for me, but for anyone to be able to be humble while they're having success. Like Abby and I will sign on a client that's really big or we'll have a big win, right, for the company. And we'll be like, yes, like we'll have our little moment of like, this is awesome. This is so exciting. And you have that spurt of like, oh, this is exciting. This is successful. This is going really well. And it can sometimes, depending on who you are and, you know, a lot of different factors, it can sometimes be easy to just be like, okay, yes, I'm successful. And now, you know, your pride starts coming in and your ego starts coming in and you stop reminding yourself of the struggles that got you there, of the pain that you had to go through, of the challenges and of, you know, all these other things. And it can be hard to stay humble. And I think for me, a good part of staying humble honestly, is surrounding myself with people that remind me of where I came from and who I am and the things that are important to me. So like remembering your roots and remembering who you are. And I know, Abby, you have a lot of this because of your heritage and your family and a lot of your history. I feel like there's a lot of great aspects of what you can be reminded of, where you've come from, your family, your values, all that stuff. And then for me, it's really just, again, I remember the pain points and the struggle points. And you got to be quick when you notice that ego, if you notice that pride coming in, to be quick to shut it down and be like, no, no, no. Just because I had this win doesn't mean I'm defined by this win. Just because I had this success doesn't mean I'm defined and I'm always going to be successful. This is a great success, but let's enjoy the journey and let's remember where we came from and let's be thankful and show gratitude. Yes, that's really crucial. I totally agree with that. Just remembering your roots is a huge thing. Like, remember where you came from. Remember that there is somebody just like you five years ago that's looking up to you right now. And they they are seeing how you're, like, becoming successful in the ways that they aspire to be. And you are setting an example as well for those people. But really, for me, I would say it's definitely just, like, 
not even for me is it just remembering my roots or like my struggle periods because honestly I like challenges and so people always think that like I just throw myself in the face of danger (laughs) on a like a weekly basis (laughs) I'm not in the face of danger on a weekly basis, guys, but it might seem like that. What I will say, though, is I remember my family's roots. And like you I am from a family who is from Haiti. And they came from a very a less privileged country, an underdeveloped country. And they came here to America. And one generation later, they're able to help someone like me be a college graduate, be an entrepreneur, have my own place by the time I'm 20 years old, travel over 10 countries by the time I'm 18 years old. Like that to me is unbelievable. And I'm like, how did you guys do that? And when I see that, I'm like, I can do anything that I aspire to. And when I need advice, I go to them. I don't look at myself and say, well, Abby, you got this far by yourself. So you're going to give yourself advice. You're going to use your own judgment. No, I humble myself, make myself vulnerable and continue to go to others as guides because I don't know all the right answers and I don't know where I'm going. So if someone has a little map for me or some cheat codes, I got to humble myself and also be open to those because at the end of the day, these periods of success, the same way that they happen in spurts, they're going to have periods of feeling terrible, feeling anxiety, feeling depressed, feeling like, oh my gosh, what did I sign up for? You're going to have all of those periods as well. If you can stay humble during the periods of success, you can stay level-headed when you have the periods of distress. Okay. Yes, that's a good reminder because then you don't feel like, oh, I'm on top of the world. I'm amazing. I could never fail. I'm this. I'm that. And then when you do, it's like, bam, like, because your identity was in winning and it was in the success and it was in all those things. I think that's amazing. That is so good because I, again, like it's, if your identity isn't there, if you're able to stay humble, then you will expect that you're going to learn. And with learning comes mistakes and failures and anxiety. Life is a roller coaster. I mean, it's it's crazy. So I think that was a great point that you made. Not only does it help you in those points of success to stay humble, but it helps when you're going through it. And going off of that too, I have an example of, you know, pride comes before a fall. Abby, I was telling you this, you know, the other week, but I want to tell our listeners too, I think this is a wonderful example. My dad has a friend who not going to go into any specifics and I'll make this quick, but has a friend who lost a lot of important things and permanent things that you want in your life because of his pride and because of a lot of things and because he was chasing success. And basically he had this great opportunity. He was kind of setting up this like scheme type thing through like the hospital that he was working for and he wanted to own all this stuff and do all these things. And it sounded great. My dad was offered the opportunity by this guy. He wanted to be his friend. He wanted to do all this stuff. But my dad could sense even from his aura and his presence and everything that something fishy is going on here. This isn't really moral. This doesn't seem very ethical. I'm just going to pass on this. And then long story short, the guy is now going to jail. Now he's in jail and he lost all his money. He was super successful, by the way, through this scheme that he had. Super successful, had a family, a beautiful wife, a beautiful house, all this money, flaunting it, having all the success, talking the talk, walking the walk, all this stuff, and then got caught. And then his wife left him, his family left him, he can't see them anymore, he's in jail. He owes all this money, millions and millions of dollars to pay retribution and all this stuff. 
And now he has no one. His friends are gone. Everything was very surface level. Nothing was very deep with him. And so now he's got nothing. So just as quick as he rose to the top, he fell. And my dad being who he is, is, you know, wanting to share the gospel with him and wanting to be a light to him. And he's trying to visit him in jail and he's trying to invest in him. But that's not because of him. That's because of what my dad believes and how he wants to have an example on people and shine a light to people. He lost everything. And so I feel like it's really important to not lose the permanent things in life while chasing success. And that was just a small example I wanted to pull because this happens every day, guys. This isn't just, oh, this example that I have, you know, once in a while, like this happens all the time. Yes. No, that's so true. Another thing that we do just to stay grounded is practicing mindfulness. So this is something that Hannah and I don't just talk about what we got to walk the walk. Again, we learned the hard way when we're going crazy and it seems like there's a million thoughts in our heads or when you are just like on a success high and you're like, oh my gosh, I've just been doing so great in life. I'm just a rock star. I'm going to kill it and I'm invincible. At those times, it's very important to practice mindfulness and just be present in the moments in front of you as as the success like starts to clout your head and clout your judgment a little bit. I know that one thing about us is like we have these practices. So for me, it's more like journaling. For Hannah, it's more working out. And we have these things that we just keep in place no matter what condition our lives in because we actually need them to stay grounded. And I was going to say in our last episode when we had special guest John Childers from the Cycle Station, it was an amazing episode. If you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to it. He brought up, he goes on runs every morning for like five miles. And he's like, I don't listen to music. I don't do anything. I don't like, like that's a time. He goes super early in the morning. So like no one's going to talk to him. He doesn't run with his phone. Like he's very like in the moment and intimate with himself during this time to be mindful of that's the quiet time in your head and whether it's running whether it's journaling like whatever it is that's the time for me it's like honestly when I go to the gym and lift too and I'll just have that time where it's just me and there's nothing else distracting me and I'll just shut the world off and that's when I can really reflect too and be mindful how are these things doing how am I feeling with everything because if you're just going 90 nothing you don't ever slow down and ask yourself those questions How am I doing? How am I feeling about everything? Am I prioritizing what I need to be prioritizing? Is everything, you know, in check with me? Then you can get lost in the race of being happy. You see all these celebrities, they talk about, I'm not happy. I have everything in the world. I'm not happy. Well, if they would have taken steps along the way to stay grounded, to stay mindful, to stay focused, to not lose their values, not lose their priorities, not lose who they are, then they may have rose to the top slower or they may their journey may have changed a little bit, but who cares because wherever they end up being, they're happy. They're genuinely happy. And I feel like it's really important, like Abby was saying, like journaling, spending time alone, it's like quiet time, running, working out, whatever it is that your time that you have with yourself. Because if you don't sit there and sit still and sit silent for even a second, it's very hard for me to do speaking off experience, guys. I'm a 90 to nothing person, even in how I talk. But I find that those moments... I'm like, wow, I'm really reflective of like, I'm really struggling here and I need to work on this. Or I told myself I was going to do this. I didn't do it. I really got to put something in place to get that done. And if I didn't have those times with myself, I feel like, again, you just get stuck and you get kind of like one track mind. So that's very, very, very important to practice mindfulness. 
Yeah. And then also, I just want to say like a reminder of what mindfulness is, is just being in touch with your thoughts, your environment, all the things around you just for a moment. And uh, additional examples, that could also be meditation. It could also be yoga. But those things like literally force you to recognize the moment right in front of you and be still. So those are some examples of mindfulness as well. So Hannah, how else do you stay grounded? <laughs> so Hannah, how else do you stay grounded? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a topic that we talked about. I want you to go into, but this is super crazy important. Like I want you to go in on this point. <laughs> Yes, yes. And Abby, when prepping for this too, we're talking about some of the ways. And so some of the, one of the ways we definitely wanted to bring up about staying grounded was surrounding yourself with other successful but humble people. We can't say it enough. Everyone knows this phrase, you are who you surround yourself with. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's it just hits hard every single time. If you're not surrounding yourself with the successful but humble people, and you're surrounding yourself, for example, with just the successful people, you are going to take their advice. You're more likely to take their advice. You're more likely to to imitate their behaviors and their actions and their values. And then you might be just like them, but you aren't gonna not, you're not gonna be happy. You're not gonna be content. You're not gonna be humble. And that is so important to realize. Just because someone is successful by the world's definition does not actually mean that they are happy and that they have a purpose and that they're just genuinely purposeful and and just exude this idea of, you know, contentment and success. The worldly success, just because they have this car or have this house or have this money or have whatever, we can go through over and over again. It just doesn't equate to or doesn't have to mean that you are genuinely happy with your life and living your purpose. So I feel like it's really, really, really important to surround yourself with the successful but humble people because they can keep you accountable. They can show you how to do these steps and how to prioritize these things while going through the rat race, as we call it, or whatever you want to call it, while trying to, you know, be successful and be on your grind. They're there to hold you accountable. You're there to learn from them. You can take examples from them. This can be, again, like mentors or can be someone younger than you, older than you. It doesn't really matter at this point. It's just like looking at someone too and saying, hmm. I want to be like them. They are genuinely happy. They are genuinely content. They seem very wise and, you know, they exemplify whatever it is. And that's who you want to surround yourself with and be chasing after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is something that, like, I will say that Hannah and I both keep our circles pretty small. I can count on, like, two hands how many people I will, like, genuinely just spend aimless amount of time with. And when you surround yourself with people who are doing their thing, they're pushing their own narrative, they're pushing the needle every day, and they're doing everything that they set out to do, but in the most like seamless ways, in ways where they're not here talking people down, where they're not comparing themselves to others, where they're not discrediting others, like, ugh, I can't believe this person's still in this position, like... People get all types of different when they become successful. But if you can find the humble people, I'm telling you, it will change your life. People that have their feet on the ground and are grounded in what they're doing and what makes them who they are, and they are only driven by their purpose and that's it. Those types of people are going to allow you to also tune into yourself. They're going to call you out on things that you might do that are toxic and like even detrimental to yourself. 
And you might not even notice it because, oh, my other three friends normalize that. And it's like, yeah, and you're becoming those three friends. So I always like, I don't like being nosy or snooping around, but I always notice that when people are not like as humble or not, or they're a little arrogant or they have like these characteristics, sometimes I don't even ask them where it comes from. You just kind of look around with the people they surround themselves with and you're like, okay, this is a thing. Like this is a normalized thing in this space and I don't want to normalize it. So I'm going to exit this space. So be aware. That wouldn't happen, though, if you weren't aware of your surroundings and aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. I will tell you, just from a personal example, too, recently, there is, again, not naming names, just trying to give an example. There is a person that my friends have become friends with. And, you know, naturally, I'm just like, oh, great. Like, we're all going to be friends. Like, I'm going to be friends with this person, too, because my friends are friends with this person. And I'm getting to know this person, but the more I'm hearing this person talk, the more I'm like, wow, this person is really self-centered. This person is really negative. This person talks badly about people and complains a lot. This person has like a dirtier language and like a dirtier mouth and all that stuff. And so it's like, I'm just hearing these things over and over again. I'm like, wow, like I'm actually not going to spend a lot of time surrounding myself with someone like that because I, if I didn't realize that, then I would kind of start to be a little bit negative or complaining or start using a certain language more because you have to be able to understand that, again, you are you are who you surround yourself with. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that you're already noticing these things of, it's so quick to just like start emulating them. Like imagine like, again, we all kind of know like negative people who complain and complain and complain all the time. Well, their best friends aren't sitting them and looking them in the face and saying, hey, stop complaining. Life is great. And you need to be grateful and all these things. Like, no, they mostly are probably gonna be surrounding themselves with people who allow that and who also complain and gossip and talk bad and do all these things like that. So it's like, ooh, like when you notice it and you're able to notice it, like be aware. Don't just assume that, you know, okay, because this person's friends with this person or because this and this, like you never know until that person opens up their mouth and shows you themselves, like with their language, with their body language, with who they are, with their actions, you know, you just never know. Yes. So stay grounded by surrounding yourself with other people who are successful and grounded, not with enablers of bad behavior and toxic things. (laughs) I feel like that's like, again, just such a great point to end on. When it comes to everything we wanted to touch on with how to stay grounded in the middle of success. Again, we did do this episode a little bit different for our note takers. We didn't give you guys exact direct steps, but we did talk around a lot of really important topics, give some experience, talk about times that we struggled and failed and talked about, you know, ways that we've been able to implement different tips and tactics and habits in our life to prevent it. So Hopefully you guys were able to get something out of this and our note takers were able to definitely take some notes on things that stuck out to them. But again, thank you for listening as always. And remember, we always welcome questions. We always welcome different topics that you guys want to hear about, anything like that. We have our Instagram page, we have our private Facebook group. Did notice a few of you guys joined that last week, by the way. So thank you. We're excited to do more on that as well. And then making sure to check in with us, obviously, next Wednesday when we have our next episode. All right. See you later, homegirls. Bye, homegirls.